are 14 steps to the fundraising cycle. Asking for the gift doesn't happen until step 13. Importantly, it's not the final step. There's one more. We're going to talk about that today on this first day from the fundraising school. I'm Bill Stanjakevich, and I'm joined today by Dr. Tim Seiler, who for 20 years wonderfully led the fundraising school, building our school into the wonderful enterprise that we enjoy today. And now he is the Rosso Fellow of Philanthropic Fundraising at the Indiana University Lilly Family School Philanthropy. And Tim, always great to have you with us on these podcasts. And Tim remains one of our very most popular instructors with our fundraising school courses. You teach that 14-step fundraising cycle so well. Uh, and you, you point out that the ask doesn't happen until step 13. But it's not the last step. There's one more, which is? Stewardship. Yeah, how is this important? How does this fit into fundraising planning? Well, at the very simplest level, stewardship starts with the process just of thanking people when they've made a gift, okay? That's pretty low level stewardship, yeah. but it's very important. In fact, there are data in the field today that suggests that the greatest attrition between donor and repeat donor is in the first year, or mm -hmm. uh, let, let me rephrase that, after the first gift. Right. And what the donors say if, when they don't repeat their gift is, I was not thanked for the first one. So the stewardship at the lowest level is thanking donors for what they've already done, okay? Certainly there's a more sophisticated way to think about stewardship. But stewardship, by, by definition, is the prudent use of resources entrusted to us by others. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And prudent use of resources means a lot of different things. And from a fundraising perspective, usually we think about, well, that's holding ourselves accountable, and it's reporting back to donors that we used the gift and here's how we used it. Um, and, and that is, in fact, uh, a, a component of stewardship is really high level of accountability. But stewardship, I believe, is more than that. I believe it is uh, not only demonstrating that you've used the gift the way you said you were going to use it, so the prudent use of, of resources, but that you can, to the degree you can do this, that you measure impact, that you report to the donor the outcomes of the gift, the impact of the gift. And this ranges from the most modest gifts that donors make all the way up to the large naming gifts that donors might make. But what difference did it make for the organization? And we can think about gifts from, uh, from fundraising perspective, we usually think in terms of gifts that are unrestricted or they're restricted. The unrestricted gifts usually are um, smaller in amount. Mm -hmm. They are, most of the donors give those types of gifts, uh, certainly at the beginning of their engagement with a nonprofit organization. And the unrestricted gift is often what goes into the organization's, it's called an annual fund or it's called a general fund. And sometimes those, those uh, gifts are used for things that are not particularly exciting. You know, it's, it's really it's operational money, but it's what, uh, it's the nuts and bolts that hold together the staffing and the facilities that make programming and service delivery possible. So even with those types of gifts, we need to, we need to report back to donors, your gift and those of others enabled us to do these things. We delivered these programs, we delivered these services, we, we maintained this level of staffing, or we increased the uh, performance through our facilities, or we added a mobile delivery service, whatever it might be. A um, little bit higher up on the scale, what we call the restricted gift, mm -hmm. where, and this is often a donor giving a large gift that names a program or names a, a wing in a building, names a whole building. Um, I think in the fundraising world, we're probably better at our stewardship with the restricted, donor, restricted gift donor because we give formal reports back and we stay in touch with them um, a little more frequently, I think, than we stay in, engaged with the more general donor base. 
but in terms of stewardship of, of the larger gifts, I think not only do we want to do general reports, and I'll just use as, a, as an example of a general report, is the good old-fashioned annual report. You know, the, here, here, were the, here were the income and expenses for the organization for the year. Mm -hmm. Here is our income from donors, uh, including corporate and foundation grants, as well as individual donor gifts. Um, and here are the outcomes that we were able to accomplish with these gifts. And here's the impact we had on beneficiaries of, of our uh, services and our programs. So an annual report, and think how many ways we can deliver an annual report today. Yeah. In print, on the website, uh, and, and even uh, maybe annual report might not be the right term anymore. Hmm. Because with electronic delivery of information today and receiving of information on the donor's part, uh, we could be doing these reports much more frequently. We could mm -hmm. be doing them quarterly, um, maybe more often than that, and this will depend upon the resources that, that the organization has, but, but report out, report out often. And uh, part of the reporting might in fact be inviting feedback from the donors and uh, asking them, you know, give, kind of give us a scorecard. How do you think we're doing? You know, are you satisfied with what we've done in regard to your gift? and in general with what we are doing relative to the mission of the organization and what we say we're going to do, how well are we doing it. And in fact, I, I, I need to backtrack here a little bit by saying the, the first responsibility of stewardship is to the mission of the organization. Mm -hmm. That's the reason that we exist. Uh, it's, our, it's our justification for being a nonprofit organization. So adherence to and loyalty to the mission is, is the first stewardship responsibility. But uh, I started with the fundraising context because mm -hmm. I think that's most commonly what we talk about, particularly in the fundraising school. Yeah, and so stewardship is saying thank you to the donor right away, and whoever needs to say thanks in person, in writing, via the phone call, uh, the prudent use of the resources that the donor has provided, certainly reporting back to the donor, keeping the donor informed. Uh, and Tim, all of this, uh, those, those are good practical steps. All this fits philosophically in seeing the donor as a person, seeing the donor as somebody we care about. Somebody we care about as much as we care about that mission, as much as we care about those youth who are being served, the arts that we are promoting, the, uh, you know, the animal welfare that we're caring for, that our donors are being looked at in that way guides our stewardship. They're not walking wallets. They're human <laughs> beings that we are in relationship right. with. Right. And another way of thinking about stewardship in that context, I would suggest, is that we, we are maintaining a relationship. Mm -hmm. We're not just um, checking in at the ATM you know, or, or yeah. looking at the checkbook, but, but we're maintaining a relationship. And that relationship is built on and maintained on and nurtured on shared values. The, the, the organization is trying to do certain things based on its core beliefs and its core values, and donors are going to associate with that or they're not going to associate with that. But any kind of a gift they're going to make, whether it be their time, their expertise, or their money, is going to be based on, I have the same values this organization has. I share those values. And, and fundraisers and fundraising volunteers, board members, and others who, who participate in this process um, are, are obligated to maintain that relationship and to steward that relationship, not to steward the donor, but to steward that relationship. Tim, how important is this? It would seem easy for fundraisers. They have their plan, they have their gift range chart, they have their metrics, even if they're fundraising on the mission, which they need to be doing, fundraising for the mission, not the metrics, but to say, okay, I met with that donor, I have that gift, I need to move on. Seems to be very tempting to move on as opposed to staying in this ongoing relationship. Oh, I agree. And, and a lot of times the, the metrics are what prompt us to behave yeah. that way. And we, we, over, we overlook the fact that, that 
or maybe maybe we haven't come up yet with a with a metric for measuring the value of the relationship mm. and how we're contributing to that relationship but the uh, the the donors interests need always to be uppermost in our in our interactions including stewardship and by that I mean I think that uh, nonprofit organizations have some degree of relationship to provide good advice to donors about their their own prudent use of their resources and in, I, I think there can be extreme circumstances, these are probably very rare, but there probably can be situations where maybe our responsibility from the nonprofit side is to say, uh, stop and think about whether you really want to make that kind of a gift at this particular time, because it might not be best for your family situation. This is such an important topic for us to address. I know in my own fundraising career, I've had donors say to me, you know, Bill, you're one of the few fundraisers who's asked me about my personal life, my business, my hobbies, my family, things of that nature. Everybody's just always asking me for the next gift. And Maureen Hackett, who's one of the top donors to the Lilly Family School Philanthropy, she spoke at our school's commencement recently, uh, and she's very philanthropic across the country to many wonderful causes. And she said the number one concern she has is the lack of stewardship. So in in some ways, Tim, it sounds like a basic message, but we still need to encourage more fundraisers to do this more often. I agree. So stewardship is woven through all of our 15 courses, through principles and techniques of fundraising, major gifts, capital campaigns, planned giving, uh, our specialty courses on board engagement, leadership, gender differences in giving, social media fundraising. All these courses include uh, components of stewardship because stewardship is so fundamental to successful fundraising. You can find out about those courses on our website at philanthropy.iupui.edu forward slash the fundraising school. We're in 15 U.S. cities, close to just about every uh, person in the continental United States. We also can bring the training directly to you, your nonprofit, your association, your county or region through our custom training uh, initiatives. You also can view our quarterly webinars and of course there's access to these free weekly podcasts. And you can help us back by hitting that like on the podcast and that boosts us up and gets this information out to more people to further strengthen the philanthropic sector. I'm Bill Stajakevich and now you are now more up to date on this first day from the Fundraising School. Mm -hmm.